This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The World Market Watch is brought to you by CMB Preferred. Good morning. I'm Wong Xiaoning together with Chong Jensen and this is The Morning Run. It is 7.06 Monday, the 12th of December. Let's recap how global markets closed on Friday. For US markets, the Dow was down 0.9%. Both the S&P 500 and Nasdaq was down 0.7%. In Asian markets, the Nikkei was up 1.2%. Hang Seng up 2.3%. Shanghai Composite Index and the Straits Times Index, they were both up 0.3%. And the FBM KLCI, it was up by 0.8%. So for some thoughts on where international markets are heading this week, we speak to Brian Assis. He's Portfolio Manager and Equity Analyst at Ford Asset Management. Good morning, Brian. Always good to speak to you. Now, is it just an academic discussion if the US is indeed heading for recession because we see the yield curve stay inverted and inflation remains stubbornly high? I think good morning and, and thank you for uh, chatting with me. I mean, for us to really understand the direction of the markets, particularly over the near to medium term, we need to focus on earnings. I mean, that's sort of core to our belief is that earnings really do determine the value of underlying companies and therefore the markets. So it is it is fair to say, I mean, the, the yield curve certainly is inverted predicting recession already, but we haven't seen earnings revisions come down. And so in our mind, that's what we're waiting to see really between now and the first and second quarter of 2023. Um, so it's not, it's not only an academic exercise, but if earnings do come down uh, in a moderate to material way, then it wouldn't be surprising for us to see valuations also come down a bit on the back of that. So at a minimum, we think that equities are likely to be volatile. Um, but with some higher probability of downside from where they are today. And Brian, um, what would be the valuations then of the S&P 500 next year prior to this earnings cut that you expect? And how much do you think earnings need to be cut uh, in order for valuations to be more moderate then? Yeah, so for us, we're not we're not really building in our base case a major recession. I mean, as, uh, as you've highlighted, I mean, the, the labour market continues to be strong, but... The S&P is trading on sort of a mid to high teens multiple, uh, mid teens over the longer term and high teens at the moment. We do think that earnings are likely to come down in sort of the 10% range, which isn't a massive cut, but you have a 10% decline in earnings coupled with a multiple that falls to sort of that mid teens level or maybe slightly below. Uh, and then you'd get uh, another sort of 10, 15% correction or maybe more on the S&P again, even from where we sit today. So Brian, how should we then position our portfolio? Because you expect a 10% cuts in, cut in earnings and markets to remain volatile. So what assets should we be in? Is it equities? Is it fixed income? Yeah, so for us, we, we really try to take a balanced approach. So equities over the long term are really one of the few asset classes that can give you a return uh, that will be higher than inflation, particularly those equities that have strong pricing, pricing power, for example, or are backed by real assets. So in our portfolio, we're still about half of our assets are invested in the equity market, but focused on equities that are both defensive and, and high in quality. So we're not very far out on the, the risk curve. Credit. Uh, well, it hadn't been attractive for quite a long time with rates very low or exceedingly negative, is now uh, slowly starting to get attractive again, particularly at the short end. 
Um, and at the long end, we're just really starting to venture out. It's our expectation that as rates go higher, uh, we think that those long rates uh, will also tick a bit higher, even if the yield curve remains inverted. Uh, and so there will be a better opportunity to, to pick up some long-term credits uh, at that point as well. And Brian, in terms of oil, the short-term crude outlook does uh, look a bit wanting now. It's deteriorated with defensive positions now centered around the 70 US dollars level for WTI. Is this a good time to pick up energy-linked stocks? Yeah, so in our view, certainly over the medium term, and I think now is a, is a fine time to start dipping your toe in the sector if one isn't invested there already, uh, it does make sense. And we are quite quite bullish uh, over that mid to long term, these, these energy-linked equities. And there's been significant underinvestment in that sector um, for quite a long period of time. Renewables, which are coming online, are just not coming online fast enough. And so we're going to continue to need uh, not only oil, but gas, for example. Um, and so in our minds, many of these uh, valuations in the sector continue to trade at relatively low multiples and offer quite a high dividend yield. And they also offer investors uh, some degree of inflation protection as well. So for conservative investors, there are always uh, the large cap oil majors, for example, that are potential investments. And for those that want to take more risk, you can venture farther down the risk curve uh, into some of the oil services names. Okay, let's look at airlines, which is somewhat related to oil. Um, now, we did see post-pandemic demand for flights surge in Southeast Asian uh, airlines, like Singapore Airlines, which took off in a big way this year. But what's your outlook for the major, major, excuse me, major regional players? Has the easy money been made for this reopening theme? I think the easy money has probably been made in the space. Um, and in full disclosure, we aren't invested in the space currently. From a fundamental standpoint, I mean, we should see a continued significant rebound in traffic. Uh, obviously, it depends on if we do tilt into global recession, for example, and how high oil prices um, go from a cost standpoint. But we should be back to pre-COVID passenger levels sort of end of 2023 into 2024. But that's obviously only half of the equation with cost the other half. So we continue to struggle with um, labor shortages, labor availability, oil prices, recession risk. For all of those reasons, we think that the easy money has been made in the sector and it's one to, to watch from here. And Brian, the number of US IPOs this year, it was down by a whopping 93% from 2021. What would explain why fewer companies are listing in 2022? Yes, yeah, so it's a great question. Really, I think it's a function of uh, the type of companies that were listing in 2021. So the market, the regime of the market, as one would say, has really shifted from companies that were focused on growth at any cost to ones that are focused on growth, but also really focused on profitability. And so that leadership in the market, so companies that were growth at any cost that had really found it easy to IPO last year, have really struggled uh, or not been able to tap the, the capital markets at all this year. So investors are, I mean, with their focus on inflation, high interest rates, they're really focused on quality companies, uh, ones that aren't necessarily this high growth bucket that had dominated the IPO space last year. Okay, in contrast, Hong Kong did see a resurgence in IPO activity in the second half of 2022. Are you still excited about the IPO market there? And 
maybe broadly also because there is a reopening of China? Exactly. So I think in in contrast to what's happening in the West, um, I mean, certainly we saw Hong Kong IPOs in the first half fall uh, at quite a similar rate to to what we've seen through the full year in the U.S. But you're absolutely right. In the second half, uh, IPOs have started to resurge again. I mean, Hong Kong historically, it's I mean, it's obviously a large financial center. It's a top three in the IPO space. And because of those reasons you mentioned, in particular, the crackdown on the regulatory environment um, from a technology standpoint in China, which has really abated, as we've chatted previously. And then secondly, a concerted effort to move, albeit uh, in a slow and measured pace, but certainly towards reopening rather than away from it. Both of those will really propel um, Hong Kong equities in general and uh, have a good boost to that Hong Kong IPO market as we move into 2023. All right. Thank you for your time. That was Brian Assis, Portfolio Manager and Equity Analyst at Ford Asset Management. I think he's telling us expect volatile times ahead for equity markets, maybe a 10% decline in terms of the earnings uh, for US corporates. But what does this then mean? You can't ignore equities because it still generally outperforms inflation. But time to look at credit, which has been so unloved in the last, what, three, four years in this era of ultra-low rates? Yeah, I think he did mention that the S&P 500 is trading at mid to high teens for 2023. And he did expect that a 10% cut in earnings will bring valuations down to a more palatable level. He likes equities in the long term, defensive and high quality names. And the credit market, he does like the short end of the curve, but he thinks the long end is also ticking higher so it's something to possibly look out for as well and in terms of the oil market he says that you know, it's time to possibly dip your toes in there are stocks the big oil majors they are trading at quite decent valuations they pay a decent yield and it's also an inflation hedge as well for sure the energy companies back in vogue again Yes. Uh, old economy is good. New economy, not so good. <laughs> no earnings and uh, more susceptible to high interest rate increases. This is like the reverse, right, of what happened during the pandemic when everyone was just so focused on growth. Uh, but Amdex will cover the top stories in the newspapers and portals. Stay tuned for that, BFM 89.9. The World Market Watch is brought to you by CIMB Preferred. Moving forward with you. Visit cimbpreferred.com.my for their preferential services beyond banking. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.